Hey, hello, and welcome to the Adafruit Show and Tell. I'm John Park, and this is the special Thursday edition of Show and Tell. Uh, we have now got two running every week. We've got the Wednesday night show and tell, and now this uh, Thursday afternoon, early evening show and tell. Uh, so if you have some projects that you'd like to show off, uh, some projects you're thinking about making, want to give some tips and tricks or ask some viewers for advice on your project, come on by and do it here. Uh, we have an excellent community in the Discord, Adafruit Discord. That's at adafruit.it slash Discord, where you can uh, join in the conversation. And in fact, there's a live broadcast channel where you'll find people discussing this very show. Uh, so we have a uh, guest coming up here. It is our very own Scott Shawcroft, Tan Newt. Uh, at the present, he is also the only guest in our show and tell. So uh, we, we may give him the floor. Hopefully he's brought a bunch of stuff to show. Uh, and I can also grab something to, to add to the show and tell for a, for a moment. Um, and uh, so why don't we have Scott kick it off? Hello, Scott. What's up, John? Hey. I, I, don't, have to be, I don't have to worry about being long-winded, I guess. Oh. Please, we uh, encourage it, in fact. So I thought, um, you know, this is a project that you and I have talked about a lot. Um, and since we have a little more time, I thought I'd cover it. So my goal with this is I want to put CircuitPython inside kind of a stock 80s era piano keyboard, right? And I want to be able to do two things. I want to be able to use it as a MIDI controller, which is really not that hard. Um, but I also want to have it as a MIDI output. So you could actually like play MIDI off your computer into the device. Um, and so what I've developed is I'm starting to develop things so that I can better prototype what I actually need. So what I've called this is my flip dip and it fits in the dip socket there. And then the original chip is, and it's not gonna focus for me, but the original chip is now in a, in a socket on the flip dip and then all of the pins are broken out using uh, dual row pin headers. And I just bought a ton of these jumpers so that I can just jumper the ones that I don't care about. And then you can see here that I've got um, kind of two leads coming off one set of um, one set of signals that I wanted to, to like sneak into it and play around with and see what was happening. So um, at the moment, are you uh, going from the original chip that's plugged into your uh, dip chip thing, and then the jumpers allow you to um, hijack one pin, go somewhere, and then come back in if you process that signal? Off exactly, exactly, exactly. So um, kind of what I figured out is, one, it doesn't fit flush right now because the chip itself is too tall. So I've experimented with some headers. You can kind of see that it's like not flat. Um, basically I need to make these headers here taller to raise everything up a little bit. Um, but what I found is that I want to bread, I want to breadboard everything. And so if you show my screen, I've been prototyping some really simple things to make breadboarding like eight pins at a time easier. So this is with Oshpark. Uh, this first one is, you know, we're pretty pin limited on feathers. So I've, um, made just a simple breakout that will stand vertically along like 16 
rows of a break of a of a breakout board, um, but it does it's a serial to parallel out, so it's just a shift register. So I'm trying to build like building blocks that I can use on a breadboard that make it easier for me to prototype this stuff because. I, what I think I've determined is that there's eight lines for the key matrix coming out and there's eight lines coming in or so. Mm -hmm. And so on the, on the eight lines coming out, I've got to pull them all up because they're, they're not pulled anywhere. And then I, then I'll be able to read which of the eight lines it's scanning currently. And then on the way out, I'll be, I, what I want to be able to do is I want to read the matrix and then optionally like echo back that key press or not. Mm -hmm. um, so I can basically choose like, am I, am I playing and only hearing it on my computer or am I playing and getting it routed back into the device itself? Or um, am I playing it like there's different options there, whether you want to be able, where you want to hear things. That's cool. Um, so the other two things that I've done is this is just a super simple nine pin vertical. It's eight SMD resistors and just a power line. So you can either pull eight, eight lines down or up. Um, I thought for th that exact purpose. And then I also did just an octal buffer breakout. So this, this won't be vertical. It'll, it'll be across the middle of the, uh, of the, of the breadboard, but you'll basically get, you know, like one logic level in on one side and, and another logic level in out or out on the other side. Mm -hmm. And there's two different types of chips. One of those chips I was looking at is, uh, open drain. So like, the inputs to the old dip chip need to be just like they're they're pulled up internally, and so I just want an open drain logic level converter there too. So I've ordered all these from Oshpark. I think I've got the parts here, but those should be those should give me the building blocks to be able to prototype this idea of like Bluetoothifying an existing device. That's very cool. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. thank you for uh, sharing that. We actually have a couple of other people who've joined awesome the show Great. and tell so uh, i vamped long enough i guess th i appreciate it so much and also <laughs> dig where you're going with this project so uh, looking yeah it should be cool and if anybody uh i should say i'm happy to share my osh park pro projects i don't do it by default uh the files are on my github my chickadee tech github as well uh, but yeah if people want copies of these just let me know and i'm happy to open them up so you can purchase them but i make no promises <laughs> untested dear yeah <laughs> totally excellent thanks scott awesome thanks john all right next up we've got techniac who uh appears to have both video and screen so let's bring in the video i find i finally set up my video because uh, i have multiple right. things to show uh multiple little things to show so you know we've been uh doing our laser cut uh, shields, which still won't show up on video for the last couple of uh, weeks now over with uh, my team at Hack the Pandemic. Uh, we're also now looking into our future because we started off with just like two or three guys taking orders in a basement. And now we're in four different states and having to manage a couple hundred orders a day. Um, and so if you actually switch to my screen share, we partnered with this uh, awesome group over at Tulip who develops software to uh, do inventory management. And so we're now able to send out to all of our makers like, oh, I either um, have inventory that I'm going to drop off now or I have um, or I'm at a place who needs inventory and I'm able to select and say what I need 
uh, right in here. So if I need a 3D Verkston band or whatever, you can plug all that in uh, as well as full scalability. Um, so if other people are producing PPE and need to um, access this stuff, the project is, is called uh, PPE Logistics. Uh, you can just look it up. There's uh, They have a couple different websites. Uh, as well as we're now looking at um, these, the filter canisters for uh, normal half and full face respirators and figuring out how they can um, integrate better into a PAPR system. So part of what we're looking at is using the uh, Malamask developed by River City Labs filters in a canister this size, testing the efficiency and effectiveness of those. Um, and then actually developing a uh, relatively low-cost uh, peppers unit that can be produced at home for about $150. Uh, that's what we're looking at right now, and we're super excited to be back in about two weeks with the findings from that. We're going to send out for lab testing and everything. And those are uh, so cool. using, uh, is that for part of using a CPAP machine as a respirator? Is that no, so a... Um, uh, we're actually creating our own unit from the ground up instead of trying to convert uh, CPAPs and everything. So that's, again, more of an interim project. We're eventually going to run out of CPAPs. But the fans we're using and normal just 5-volt uh, LiPos uh, on a TNT are just lying around, and you're able to put all the electronics together with uh, stuff most people have in their homes. Oh, great. Uh, so something that will be able to be produced uh, in scale very quickly, mm -hmm. as opposed to most people don't have 50 or 60 CPAPs lying around to convert into wrappers uh, units. That's so Good that's work. what we're up to. Uh, you can find out more information about that or request it over on our website, hackthepandemic.org. Terrific. Um, so yeah. Can people go there also to find out about... Uh, Lending a hand as far as... If yes, if you are um, anywhere in the country want to lend a hand, we accept mail-in. We currently need $35,000 in donation funds to get our injection molding up to speed. Um, so, yeah, uh, help, donate, volunteer, uh, receive items. It's all over there. Hackthepandemic.org. Uh, .org. .org. Hackthepandemic.org. Okay, great. We'll Indeed. put uh, a link in the Discord as well. Yes. Great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate appreciate the work that you guys. Yeah, are thank all you very doing. much. It's really fantastic. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. See you next time. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Matt. So let's see what Matt has got to show and tell. Oh, Matt disappeared, or I got Todd. Sorry, Todd. Now we have a Matt. Hi, Matt. Yes. So I'm a fan of making old things do new tricks. Yay. So I have a, a VT220 with a Raspberry Pi three. And a serial hat. The serial hat has a uh, receiver on it, so I have a remote-controlled terminal, so I can do things like get the weather. Um, let's see. Uh, this. Oh, never mind. So uh, I have it set up to be a Bluetooth speaker with a music visualizer, but it just crashed. So that's what I get for doing a live demo. It happens to most of us. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you're uh, receiving IR on a little like breakout, and uh, that's sending commands to over like GPIO to the Raspberry Pi. Uh, I'm using um, I'm using uh, it's called TTY Echo, and it's this C program that allows you to pipe 
uh, commands through a TTY. Oh, cool. So I'm just using Python to call that to, to launch this stuff on the screen. That's really cool. Do you have any info posted up online anywhere if people want to find out more? Um, not currently, but it's on my to-do list. Excellent. Good. Well, I dig it. I love your, uh, is that a phosphor display as well that you have that running on? Yep. Love that. Cool. Thank you for uh, stopping by and showing that, Matt. Really good cool to project. see you. We'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks. All right. And uh, we also have uh, our good friend Toddbot, the return of Toddbot. Hey, Todd. Hey, I have uh, I have two, two quick things to show. First is if you are doing 3D printing stuff, um, it's very handy to be able to uh, use isopropyl alcohol to clean down the build plate every time, both for uh, making sure that the prints adhere, but also for sanitary reasons if you're building PPE. And so the, my two things that I love to use are these um, non-lint wipes called Kimtech or Kim wipes, and then to put IPA or sorry, isopropyl alcohol in one of these little um, pumps. And basically the way it works is when you push down on it, a little fountain of IPA appears just a little bit. And you can use the Kim wipe to go in, dab it, and then clean off your your build plate. Ooh, and um, cool. and then and it's it's basically sealed, so it's it's easy to get to. You don't have to worry about getting too much or too little. Yeah, it's not yeah. a spray, which some people like, but I, I don't like the sprays because it kind of gets everywhere. This has to be very targeted. That's a cool tip. But yeah, Kim wipes and IPA, one of these little uh, pump bottles. I forget what they're called. The company that makes this is called Menda, M-E-N-D-A. Um, you can find them on various places like DigiKey or Amazon or whatever. Um, and yeah, I'll link to them in the chat also. And then, so that's, 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 that's little tip one. Tip two is that if you're doing any development on little, little microcontrollers, what I love doing is putting them on a breadboard and then hot gluing that breadboard to a piece of scrap wood and then also hot gluing a USB hub that has per port power switches. And this is, uh, there's a bunch of different ones out there. My favorite is one called Sabrent. Uh, four-port USB 3.0 hub, and um, and so in this particular case, I've got like about maybe like ten of these. Uh, this 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 particular one is I'm trying to make a itsy bitsy M0 act like a USB host, and um, and in so so this hooks up to say a MIDI keyboard, um, or it hooks up um, you know alternatively to the to the USB hub. But I've also got a serial USB to serial thing here. <laughs> And that goes to the little serial UART on the chip, so I can actually watch it because you can't talk to it over USB when it's acting as a USB host. Um, but yeah, so like this is like a really handy. Here's a here's a MIDI jack because um, you know it's also going to act as a MIDI output. Although that doesn't come out on the camera, it's a little exposed or underexposed. But uh, but yeah, so basically just hot glue all your peripherals to a board and uh, use a USB switcher hub to like let, let you power and unpower them easily that's a great tip yeah because i know exactly what that looks like if you don't adhere it to something which is this amorphous yeah. spaghetti <laughs> thing that wants to fall apart all the time yeah <laughs> yeah so, so, so the wires can disconnect and you don't even know why but if you like you know kind of get everything down there then it's then it's good so, i yeah. think i saw uh right before this uh, particular pandemic i feel like adafruit started carrying a half-size breadboard that had uh Mounting holes, two mounting holes in it. To oh, like that's awesome! Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So maybe <laughs> yeah, one day because we'll... most of these breadboards have like a little sticker backing on them, yeah. and they they don't work very well. So I usually have to like bolster it with some hot glue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I remember also in the early days of um, 
Arduino, there were a couple of manufacturers who made a little acrylic laser cut breadboard next to Arduino mounting kind of thingy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's, um, I have stacks of these. <laughs> One for each project, basically. <laughs> Excellent. That's a really great tip. Thank you for showing that. And thanks for the uh, the wipes and alcohol dispenser thing. I'm going to go and, and when you post the link, I'm going to go get some because I've been printing. Actually, I'll do my little mini show and tell, which is uh, we've been printing off a bunch of the uh, mask ear savers. And uh, the director of, of a medical program that we just dropped some off at said, these are fantastic. Uh, he said, by the way, I'm huge and I have a very large head. Is there any chance I could get a extra large one? So I expanded <laughs> one. They're normally like about two inches short. So this is the gigantor version that'll uh, help someone with a larger head to hook, hook to. <laughs> That's awesome. Normally in Los Angeles, when you hear somebody say, I'm huge, they mean something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank you so much again for uh, stopping by with those great tips, Todd. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. And uh, thank you, everyone who came by to show and tell and anyone uh, watching and uh, uh, over on YouTube or Twitch or uh, in our Discord chat. We appreciate you having uh, having you stop by. And uh, for Adafruit Industries and this show and tell, I'm going to sign off. I'm John Park, and I will see you next time. Bye bye.